You're listening to Beyond Synth, the best synthwave chat show there is. Hey there, welcome to the show. This is Beyond Synth, episode 341. And today we're doing a playlist show. I'm joined by Marco, of course, and an awesome patron, Cargo Cult Luau. But before we get to that... I'm actually recording this now, even though we recorded uh, this episode many weeks ago. And I think I end up mentioning it in the episode, but just because of the schedule nonsense and craziness, I've gotten a little confused with the birthday announcements and stuff because I never know which ones to do because I don't know when the shows are going to air. So I just thought I would do a quick birthday shout out to a whole bunch of people just to make sure that I did it. (laughs) And then we'll uh, listen to a song and then we'll get right into the show. So for all you people who support Beyond Synth, if you're a patron or a PayPal, if you want a birthday shout out, you can let me know. You just have to send me a message though, because I do not have psychic abilities or track your data and personal information. So if you want me to give you a birthday shout out, you have to let me know when it is. So I want to say a belated birthday to Mr. Adam McNabb from Look Cassette on November the 4th, who also happens to have the same birthday as me. That's right. So a happy belated birthday to me. 41 years old. Old, old man. And then two days after that, on November the 6th, Tristan Waits celebrated his birthday. So I hope you had a good one, Tristan Waits. You're a cool guy. Then the next day was Martin Larby, so I hope you had a happy birthday. Then uh, what else? Ooh, we got Ken Giroux on the 14th. That was only five days ago? I hope you had a good birthday, Ken Giroux. You're a cool guy. You're one of my favorites. I hope it was good. But you seem like a pleasant dude. I bet you had a pleasant birthday. And then on the 24th, that is in a few days' time, we have a very happy birthday to Alex Barshop. Do I need to upgrade these names? Do you still call yourself Alex Barshop on the Patreon? Are you even still a patron? (laughs) This list is really out of date. That's okay. Happy birthday, Alex. You're a cool guy. And then on November 28th, a happy birthday to Johnny Five. All right, and I guess that gets us through our November birthdays. I think next year, I'm either just going to make the birthdays a monthly announcement or hire an administrative assistant. (laughs) And they can do these announcements for me. Anyway, thanks for listening to the show. Uh, We just got this crazy snowfall, and I have to go and shovel the driveway and the walkways for the fourth time today. So that's what's happening to me. But don't worry, because we have a nice, uh, fun episode for you to listen to. So how about this? Let's listen to a track, and then uh, when it's done, I will be joined by Marco, and he's got some awesome picks, and by awesome patron cargo cult luau so this is a track from beckett from his new album caller on the line and uh, i think this was my favorite track from it i dug this one a lot Uh, this is night liaison by beckett
And that was Beckett with the track Night Liaison. And uh, we're doing a playlist show today, and I'm here with Marco. Hey, Synthheads. I'm also here right now. We are joined today by an awesome patron. So if you people have been paying attention, if you are a patron in the $25 Club or PayPal or higher, uh, you can come and join Marco and I for an episode of the playlist shows we do. And today we are joined... By Cargo Cult Luau. How's it going, man? Great, great. How are you? Thank you for having me on the show. Well, thank you for being an awesome supporter of the arts. Yep. That's what this is. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, <laughs> so you are Kyle, correct? Yes, I'm a patron of the arts. <laughs> yes, yes, Kyle. Kyle you, can, you can call me Kyle, yes. Okay, so what does Cargo Cult Luau mean? So imagine a world where there's search engine optimization. <laughs> I, I often imagine that world. <laughs> and you wanted a name for something that no one else has that has simple words that everybody knows they can spell and it is easy to put together and remember. Are you an SEO guy? Do you understand it? No, but about a year ago, I was thinking about it and I thought, I, could, I wish I had a name of something that that I could use that was only like if you searched it it would only be me right and I figured it out well it's something we've discussed a lot on the show and I know one of the keys is to go for three words or more yep it makes sense or even put some numbers in there or something to make it unique otherwise I know some synthwave yeah. producers had to do that for example Tommy was like do you google Tommy man you come up with like 3,000 different things how the fuck are you going to find him so I think he had to put the 86 on there mm-hmm. and that helps you know when people google search you will come up. Oh yeah, he comes right up. Yeah. So this is just gibberish words. It means nothing. <laughs> no, well, no. So I mean, obviously there there is some meaning. <laughs> like a, a cargo cult, right? Is like you know these islands where they'd never seen people and stuff, and then like people on planes show up and they bring cargo, and it, it sounds like it has a negative connotation. Doesn't really. It's more that it's a religion or gathering of people around bringing cargo to or things to their culture, and then of course you know a, a luau is a, a party, but. A cargo cult, luau, like I, the way I think about it and the way I kind of came up with this name is like, I think like the whole world is kind of like a cargo cult and we're, we're sending out transmissions into space. We're like, hey, aliens, come back, you know, bring us more technology, bring us the cargo, bring us the things. We want you back. And it's a party. I'm glad I got high for this. That's kind of- <laughs> <laughs> That's deep, man. (laughs) (laughs) Perfect response. All right, so look, uh, how about we listen to some music and then learn more about cargo cults? So we're going to listen to this track from uh, Dream Fiend. I... uh (laughs) <laughs> I, I think I heard this song the first time, like, what, in the spring? And it's been in my list of, like, songs to play, because he came out with this awesome album called Outland. And uh, this is just a fun synth-pop tune. You know I dig those. It's uh, brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters, the Kings of the Pattersons. We're talking about Chris Dance with the 88, Mike Shima with the 82, Dennis LaFunk. He's a cool guy. He's technically a King of the Pattersons for a while. And Mystery Donor. And this is Dream. Fiend with Cloud Nine featuring Griff.
And that was Dream Fiend with the track Cloud Nine featuring Griff from the album Outland. And I am back. Uh, we're just listening to cool tunes today. I'm here with Marco. I'm here with Kyle, a.k.a. Cargo Cult Luau. And we're learning about what a cargo cult is because this is a new expression for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like there might be some negative connotations to it too, so it might not be great. But why? What do you mean by that? Like, I'm actually looking up now, and it's like there may have been times when that could have been used negatively. I, it, it's not that bad though. So, what is the premise again? So, it's those islands that are cut off from the world. Yeah, exactly. So, so like basically, people who have planes and different stuff from modern culture technology, I suppose you would say, you know, show up there, crash there, whatever. And then they give those things to the people there and the people are like, well, this is awesome. And how do we get these people to come back? Right. So who is the, who is the cargo cult? I, th- I think it's just an, ex- it's just an, an expression. expression. Think, yeah. yeah. Right. So but is it the people who originally lived on the island who are receiving the cargo? Yeah. Yeah. Or, or is it or is it new people like they crash their plane and then they start a new civilization on this island and they are the cargo cult? No, 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 no. It's the people that have been living there for you know, mm. ever. Right, okay. I thought you meant I mean, bad connotations, like that might have been where the missing Kallax vinyl got dropped off. They, should, <laughs> <laughs> they actually dropped it off in the wrong place. Mm. Sorry, bad I mean, joke. <laughs> Beyond Synth has not endorsed the it views was. of Marco Merrick. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when you say the word cult, you know, it sometimes has like, you know, negative connotations, even though it's not necessarily a technically negative word. Oh, okay. Oh, that's what you're concerned about. Yeah. Oh, okay, because I, I figured the, the whole, you were concerned is because if it's a cargo cult and they're landing on some album where there's sort of album, they're landing on an album. <laughs> the album. <laughs> <laughs> Which album would that be? Oh, yeah. 
uh, some vinyl albums, perhaps. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there's, quite a, a few there's a there's a mountain of them at sea, just like that garbage island. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll read more about this because I imagine if the phrase originates with like the indigenous people of an island waiting for white dudes to like drop off gifts, like there there is probably some negative connotation there. But like, didn't you just change your name to Cargo Cult Luo? Like, didn't you used to be a patron under a different name? Uh, I think my my gaming channel under that that time was Newmark Gaming. Newmark! So. Newmark! See? See? <laughs> I like that proof something. Oh, <laughs> uh, that's funny. <laughs> see? <laughs> ah, see, because Newmark, I remember saying that all the time. Oh, yeah. When did you make the switch to Cargo Cult Lua? Probably about a year ago or so, last winter, I think. It's such a unique name. It just rolls off the tongue, but... Yeah. Well, here's what we're going to do then. We're going to get all caught up on the life of Kyle, a.k.a. originally Newmark, now Cargo Cult Luau. What episode were you on again? I think you had like multiple listeners on episodes or something. It was about a year and a half, maybe two years ago. Oh, was it, it one of the ones where I did like five in the same episode? Like one of those? I think so, yeah. So maybe we don't need to catch up at all. <laughs> I mean, damn. I, 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 if, if I tell you what I do, you're going to talk about it the rest of the episode. Oh, well, in that case, we got to do it because Marco wasn't here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's right. I got an excuse at least. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we we, we got to give Marco a chance to chime in. So look, Marco, play me a song. All right. Well, Wave Shaper's got an awesome new album out. Um, it's actually an extension to his previous B-side album, Lost Shapes. It goes way back to 2001 onwards. You know, it's got like work in progress tracks, unfinished, rejected stuff. There's a lot of good stuff on here, though. Now, the album is called Forgotten Shapes. Uh, it's available at waveshaper1.bandcamp.com. My favorite track that I picked to play off it is Disco on the Baltic Sea. Wicked, and it's brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters. In the Kroner Club, we got Emil, Hampus ML, and Glenn Main, and this is Wave Shaper with Disco on the Baltic Sea. This album is a fucking awesome, eh? Because I've just started picking up all the ones you chose. It's really good, right? There's so many good songs on there. Yeah, dude. Fucking right off the bat, it was amazing. Yeah.
right, and that was Wave Shaper with Disco on the Baltic Sea. And we're back with Beyond Synth. I'm here with Marco. I'm here with Kyle. I should say that song was uh, brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters. We are uh, uh, talking about Mike Erdahl with 5666 and Brandon Decker and Tim Carlton in the $50 Club. And we're back. No, I already said that. We're here. So, Kyle, <laughs> yes. tell Marco what you do. So, I work with incubators for human embryos. Oh, for fuck's oh, wow. sakes! How could I forget that? <laughs> I, I, I knew it. That is so cool, dude. That's right, and I fucking asked a whole lot of stupid wow. questions about this. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, God. Right, now I can ask some stupid questions. <laughs> you were in Toronto a few times, right? But we never connected. Oh, I've been there a bunch, yeah. Because that's... Uh, <laughs> One of the incubator hubs. <laughs> yeah, j- j- hey, just name a time, I'll, I'll be there. Yeah, no, I remember because we chatted one time, it was, it was like the height of COVID, so I think you were just kind of like in your hotel room in Toronto with like nothing to do. Yeah, that's That's been a lot of times in Toronto, <laughs> sit, sit and look out a hotel room window at all the people. <laughs> yeah, dude, sorry, we, we've been recording so many of these, and like my brain, with all the names, like even with like the synthwave artists and stuff, where like someone will reach out to me, and if they don't reach out to me with their artist name, I don't know who the fuck I'm talking to until it's like, oh, right, because there's like a million names in my brain. I don't blame you at all. Then I don't know how much we should really go into this because like for, for listeners, you can go back and listen to the episode I did with with Newmark and some of the other things. We talked about uh, the incubation of... Um, jizz. Yeah, I feel like I need to go back and listen. <laughs> <laughs> well, but it's really interesting stuff and... Uh, it is. Yeah. You got to... You got to keep those things cold. It, it, nope. <laughs> well, well, it depends. It depends, right? So consider the word in- incubator. Yes. What would you imagine that an incubator would do? Well, it preserves life or whatever, right? It incubates life. Like a metal egg. So you would want it to be warm, wouldn't you? Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> oh, that's right. Because in this particular case, it's you take the, the uh, I believe the scientific word is jizz, and <laughs> it goes into the egg and then inside the incubator is when the process of the fertilization happens so that you can take it and put it back in a lady. And you do all of it yourself, correct? <laughs> False. I <laughs> I work with the equipment. <laughs> so so the company I work for is a manufacturer of the equipment, and we service it and stuff like that. We don't oh. actually do that. So you're almost like a technician in a way. Yes. Yeah. Technician, exactly. Precisely. Cool. All right. I'm technically a technician myself, just not with cool stuff like that. You know, nothing uh, cutting edge or, you know, cool. Although Marco does do a lot of uh, back alley incubations where he has a big syringe and all these ladies lined up. Oh, is that true, Marco? Geez. Here we go. No. No, <laughs> the only thing I inject is chocolate. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Marco is a chocolate technician. No, I, well, I'm a maintenance technician at a chocolate plant. Yeah, so... <laughs> Okay. But that's basically my job is maintaining the, the equipment. We got like a high end machinery and stuff. Yeah, I want this so, whole episode it, it, to be about me not remembering any details about any of the people. <laughs> I love I mean, it though. This is so. Uh, it's gonna be so funny. But, so, but you can just think about like what I work with is like computers and mechanics and flow systems. So you're probably working on very similar types. Definitely of, flow systems. Yeah. Um, yeah, a little bit of computers, the PLCs and stuff like that. So. Yeah. 
yeah, okay, fair enough. What's a PLC? Program Logic Control. Nerd. Yeah, Andy. Well, listen, how about this? Let's listen to a track, and then we'll uh, keep talking. I got a cool one here from Fear of Tigers. It's brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters, like uh, my semi-sonic friend Jacob Wick with the 4488, and Retro Serenade with the 4111. And you're going to dig this. This is uh, Barbica by Fear of Tigers. And that was Barbica by Fear of Tigers. And that's a cool track. I was brought to you by uh, by my really cool Patreon supporters. People like Dinner Dog with the 3456 and Hugh Hefner and the 2666 Club. And I am back with Marco. And I am back with Kyle. 
two men with jobs that I do not understand and apparently never will. I don't know how much repetition I'm going to need before I actually get what everybody does. You know, I've got like my close friends that I grew up with. Most of them moved to Alberta, Canada to work in the oil industry. Nice. And I literally don't really know what they do. <laughs> and like we're talking like my childhood like best friends. Like if you like put a gun to my head and just go like, what does Jeff do? And I'd be like, I actually don't know. It's got something to do with pipes. <laughs> and like that's it. Like I don't know what the fuck. I know one of my friends I think builds scaffolding I, I, I've never understood it in my life but to be fair I don't really think they understand what I do either so it's all good Kyle how are you doing good uh, what do you do uh, I make a podcast oh that's right <laughs> <laughs> I think we're all confused today oh, this is amazing <laughs> I'm currently learning how to drive. That's the only thing that's going on in my life of any importance. Nice. So here's what's hilarious about you saying that, Andy, mm. is that I think we're... I'm 41, and I think you're probably about the same age, right? Yes. I've been driving for a while. Marco? <laughs> yeah, I've been driving for a while, too. I was a little late, but... Uh... Yeah. I recognize that I am unique here because I just was never interested in driving, and I just never learned. And now we're back in like a small town where you need to drive and my wife's always doing all the driving and so like I thought I got to do it now just to alleviate some of her burden because like literally anytime we got to do like a big shop or something or take the kids someplace like it's always my wife driving so it's not that unique Andy I know people that have never driven there's a lot of people around new york city and stuff i mean depends what city you know there's a lot that don't drive yeah city life and stuff because like you know i've been i was also in toronto for you know like the past what 20 years i guess uh like you know and so you don't really need to know how to drive and i probably wouldn't even want to because it seems very stressful but it's just interesting like learning to drive as a 40 year old because there's so many things that you guys all take for granted now. I, I literally just started driving a month ago because I thought I was going to go to the driver test center and I was going to rewrite my written test and it was going to be like a year before I could do a test or whatever. But it turned out because of COVID, my beginner's license thing that you get when you write the written test is still valid. Nice. It should have worn out in 2020, but COVID, the government extended them all by a few years. So I walked into the place thinking I'm going to write the test and then wait for a while. But she's like, actually, you could could book a driver's test you still have like three or four months to do it i'm like okay so then i just booked one for like a month later having never driven before oh god so literally like everything is new to me how much you have to turn the wheel to turn like how much pressure you have to apply to the gas like the whole looking up at the fucking rear view and looking down and monitoring your speed and the windows and everything like it's it's like all new to me so are you learning to drive in a manual or are you just doing an automatic oh automatic no no i like i have no interest oh, that, in you're lucky there i didn't do it in a damn manual car and that's a fucking yeah. pain in the ass with a clutch Same and everything here. jesus oh yeah no but, doubt uh, i haven't driven they, they just don't exist hardly anymore i mean they're around it's just not as common so you don't really need to know anymore i I'm not a car guy. <laughs> I don't care. Like, to me, it's like it's a thing that gets you places. So, like, to me, if it was even simpler inside, like a fucking go-kart, it wouldn't offend me. Like, I know there's some dudes who, like, it's really important to them, you know, like, that their vehicle wastes a lot of fuel and is a pollution machine and is really loud and stuff. Like, to me, I'm just, just get me to the place. Like, that's all that matters to me. So, automatic is the only thing I'm ever going to drive. Yeah, I wouldn't want to drive manual anymore. Nah, I haven't driven one in fucking 
what, 12 years maybe or more, yeah. The only time I ever thought it was interesting is when I was young, I used to watch Inspector Gadget, the cartoon, and so, like, he had that gear shifter that was, like, it looked like the letter E, and, like, he would, like, move it to different shifts, and then the car would transform, Hmm. and I always thought that was cool, but that's my only thing about that. Yep. Just gonna leave a big pause there. That's what... Uh, Marco, play me some music. <laughs> All right. I got an awesome new Outrun type track that uh, just got released at Girlfriend Records. The artist is Late Night Hour, and the awesome track is called Arcade Assassin. Awesome. And it is, uh, it's brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters in the $25 Club. We're talking about a star apart. We're talking about Alex Seligson, and we're talking about Blake Peterson. And this is Late Night Hour by Arcade Assassin.
And that was Arcade Assassin by Late Night Hour. And that's a cool song. And it was brought to you by cool people in the $25 Club. Cool people like Cargo Cult Luau, a.k.a. Newmark, a.k.a. Kyle, who is here with me right now. I got a question for you. So with your work being that you're a technician and all, does that mean that you, you get to go to different sites to fix shit? I mean, is it are you located in one place or do you get to fly around all over the place? Yeah, that's a good question. So I, I I live and work out of Denver in Colorado. Right. Our service area, what we cover is the Americas. So North, Central, South America. So you travel a lot, obviously, then. <laughs> not not so much anymore. I do have a management position, so I have guys that are working for me that travel predominantly, but I still go. Nice. So they probably call you all the time, mate, I can't fix this shit. Help me, please. <laughs> <laughs> no, 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 no. It's more just you have to have the experience in working with it to know. And yeah, mm. it's like a lot of questions where it's things that you just build up experience knowing. Yeah, it is. It's all experience with that stuff. Yep. South America? Do you ever travel there or do you more? Mostly just, yeah, okay. I have. So predominantly, I will travel North America. I have in the in the past, I've gone to South America a few times. I've been, I've been there this year. Cool. So do you stay in the hotel room there too, or do you go out and party? Always hotels. I don't go out and party. I don't, I don't want to get sick or like get stuck somewhere, Andy. It'd be awful. Yeah, Andy, think about yeah. it. <laughs> I think it's clear tonight <laughs> that I'm not thinking about anything. <laughs> my brain has been like shut off but i mean is that the is that the nature of the thing all the time like was it even like that before covid yeah or is this just like a like a covid precaution of hiding in the hotel yeah no it's pretty much like that you only have a limited amount of time generally when you go somewhere and you go to the laboratory you do your job you get out you fly to the next place get there that night stay at the hotel consummate professional yeah we don't want to waste time i want to be i'd rather be here in denver home yeah than having to waste my time somewhere else you know what i mean what's your laboratory costume uh <laughs> scrubs just like just like a medic like you would see like a medical person wear like a nurse with a hat and you know shoe covers dude i wear kind of the same shit i have to wear a lab coat with a hairnet yeah. mask shit like that what yeah because you got to can't contaminate anything it's really a controlled environment you know you wear a lab coat yeah are you allowed to take pictures inside the factory or is it like a security thing here we go yeah i'll send yeah. you some pictures <laughs> I'll, I'll have the lab coat on with nothing underneath, okay? <laughs> <laughs> is that what you want? Yes, it is. <laughs> I think that's what we all want. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, that's, that's yeah. I mean, there's certain areas where you don't have to wear it, of course. You know, at the back in the workshop, but when you're out in the plant, you got to wear that shit. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know that's how you yeah. dressed over there. I figured, I figured you were in, like, overalls or something. No. No. Okay. You're thinking of somebody else. I, well, <laughs> I've been thinking about somebody else this whole conversation. I don't know who I'm talking to. I don't know what, what's going on. <laughs> oh, man. Um, well, look, let's listen to a song, and then we'll keep chatting. Sounds good. Your turn or my turn? Uh, I believe it's yours, Andy. All right. Well, then I want to... Son of a bitch. What? <laughs> I'm so stupid. <laughs> my next track is Late Night Hour. <laughs> <laughs> What? You picked the same one? No, I'm going to skip mine. No, my, I had a track called uh, Electric Eyes. Electric Eyes? Yeah, I'm going to get rid of that, and we'll play that a different time. All right, well, I got one here from Cassetter and Annie and Dimmy K. There's like three people involved with this track. Uh, it's brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters in the $25 Club. We're talking about Johnny Five, Joseph Richards, and Ken Giroux. And this is You Said by Cassetter and Annie Featuring Dimmy K.
All right, and that was Cassetter and Annie with You Said featuring Dimmy K. And that's a cool track. And we're back here where we got Marco. We're talking about chocolate factories. We've got Kyle. We're talking about incubation pods. Are they, what are they? They're not called pods, right? <laughs> pods works. Does it? What do you call them? <laughs> Containers? Canisters? Incubator. Well, like incubator is just the thing. Yeah, it's, it's a computer with a chamber. Chamber. That's the word on the chamber. Yeah, chamber. Cool. Well, listen, how about this? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, about what? Like, you're just all excited to see how I'm going to fuck something else up. I know. to see where you're going to segue. <laughs> yeah. You got to segue to another song? Well, no, we, we, we got plenty of time. We just, just played like, one, yeah. We just listened to one. So how about... Uh, this is a new feature we've been doing with the uh, patrons when they come on the show. And this is where you get to, like, air your grievances. So has there been any conversations on the show where you're like, what the hell are these guys talking about? Andy's full yeah. of shit. Fucking Marco's an idiot. Yep. Preferably that one. <clears throat> it wouldn't be the first time someone said yeah. that. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It's all right. I can take it. Yeah. Is there anything that you've, you know, you've, you've wanted to say? <laughs> negative? Not really. I mean. No, no. It doesn't have to be negative. It's just like, uh, you know. I like saying air your grievances. It makes it more dramatic sounding. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I suppose I could make it sound negative. Sure. <laughs> but, and, I mean, I, I'm really, really disappointed with how well you've been doing with the show lately, Andy. <laughs> 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 That's Dude, I just took a big I just took a big drink of tea and I was like, fuck. <laughs> the, it is annoying sometimes changes. <laughs> yeah. What about this though? Did we did we talk about a movie or music that we're like, hey man, this thing sucks and you're at home going like, hey man, I love Mariah Carey. Do you have any of those? Possibly. I mean, I might have disagreed with you on some of the 90s music, but not much of it. I mean, I don't know. Maybe. The bottom line is, Beyond Synth is the best show there is. No one's got any problems with it. Kyle's just like, hey man, this is the best show I've ever heard. And I agree with him. I don't know, man. Like, some people, you know, each their own. That's what I say. I'm trying to think of something to say, but I got nothing. <laughs> I mean, we could talk about Canada. I think Canada is a fascinating place to me. But you always experience it when you're inside a hotel room. Yeah, I mean, I've driven through Algonquin, you know, the Algonquin Preserve and stuff. Like, I've been mostly in Ontario and I've seen. A fair bit of it. Is the scenery pretty nice and stuff? I mean, I didn't, I wanted to explore a bit more, but then the COVID hit, and then I didn't get to do shit. So <laughs> you got to go up there; it's amazing. Yeah, if you like like the outdoors, it's beautiful when you get up north. Oof. Nice. Yeah, but the, the Wi-Fi is shit. <laughs> yeah, there's no Wi-Fi. <laughs> like, did you do anything cool? Like, did you go like camping or? Go into the forest and see a bear or something? No, I, I mean, I generally would have gone between, like, Ottawa and Toronto and, you know, sometimes just take a little longer detour if I if I had the time. And that detour could go north a little bit and stay at, you know, small town hotels up there and stuff. And it's, yeah, it's just an amazing place. Well, listen, I take credit for all of it. <laughs> it's, all, <laughs> it's all me. I did the whole thing. Thank you, Andy. <laughs> it's all me. <laughs> yeah. Well, listen, I'll tell you what else is awesome. Cool music. So, uh, Marco, you play me something. Yeah, this one's very cool. This next uh, song that I've uh, picked out, it's from a Swedish producer called Pineapple The Project. Uh, it's quite a synth pop song, I guess you would call it, but it's super catchy, and I love the vocals in this one. Um, it's called Magic. All right, and it is uh, brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters like Neverman, Restless Nights, and Robot Conglomerate, all in the $25 club. And this is Pineapple The Project with Magic.
And that was Pineapple the Project with the track Magic. And uh, it's brought to you, or was brought to you, by my awesome uh, Patreon supporters in the $25 Club. We're talking about Wayland Caskey Geospatial, your friendly neighborhood raccoon, Petey, and Slade. And I'm back here with Marco and Cargo Cult Luau, a.k.a. Kyle. Awesome patron extraordinaire. Loves visiting Canada. Loves incubators. So what goes on in... uh, in Denver, man. Do you do any partying there? You're not hiding in hotel rooms when you're back home, right? Man, I'm I'm 41 years old. There ain't no partying going on here. <laughs> <laughs> Let's be honest. Do you ever get a good night's sleep? Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's the best. I'm 41. I, yeah. I don't get those too often. I, I find I, I wake up a lot in the night and stuff like that. Yeah, but you got kids too, so that means automatically you don't get like the full sleep, right? Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, that's one of the things. Yeah. And it, whenever, too, it's like it is a good night, and I feel like, oh, it's a really nice, and then all of a sudden, like, one of my kids will get scared and then crawl into bed and just, like, kick me in the head. <laughs> but then I can go lay on the couch and play video games. I'm playing uh, Picto Quest, which is like an RPG version of Picross. You guys ever play Picross? No, I don't think I've heard of it. It's like a puzzle game. It's, like, got a grid, and there's, like, numbers on the edge of the grid, and you have to, like, make the picture. Oh. I can't... There's no way I can explain this with words. It's like a puzzle kind of picture-making game. I, like, I like when they take simple puzzle games but add RPG elements to just make it more interesting. You know, it's like if you were, like, playing Tetris, but you're, like, moving around a map challenging people, but then the actual gameplay is just playing the puzzle, and then you have, like, additional, like, Mm. RPG things you can do. So, that's the next thing I'm going to do. How about you, Kyle? What's the next thing you're going to do? Uh, yeah, I don't know if I can top that. I probably was just (laughs) going to, like, you know, have a a nice dinner, quiet, you know, and go to bed. What's a what's a nice dinner for Kyle? You know, like some lean meat, vegetables, something something healthy. Yeah, that sounds like a great meal. That's what we had today. Yep. <laughs> well, walk me through the process. So you got the meat. Do you go straight to the grocery store and come back with the meat and prepare it? You like putting it in your freezer? You like segmenting the beef? Oh yeah, no, I like I I keep you know beef, chicken, fish, all that in my freezer, and then I just take it out and portion <laughs> it throughout the week as I need it, like any rational human. Yeah, that's the thing. We don't need to eat as much meat as we think we do. You know, that's like, what they say. But whoa, who knows? I think you've got that. Ba- whoa. whoa. I think that might be backwards, Andy. Yeah. I think you need to eat predominantly meat, like 80% meat. Hmm. Are you one of those meat guys? You're one of those meat I am now. Once I started eating more and more meat, more protein, I'm like, yeah, hell yeah. Feel better, right? Yeah. I do feel good when I eat uh, like a big steak. But I, I don't oh, yeah. I don't really know how to prepare it. So the only time I ever eat steak is when my uh, father-in-law has like a barbecue. And because uh, my dad, my dad eats like a rabbit. So we only get like the big like the meat meals when we go to my uh, my wife's parents' place. But a good steak, man, I feel I feel really good. Agreed. I, fe- I, I cooked up a nice steak for Andy once. And I feel like because I wasn't used to that oven and everything, it didn't turn out as well as it could have. But... He's got the footage that he recorded like years ago, and he's and I'm kind of glad if he never uploads it because it really wasn't the best take. <laughs> It'll be a funny <laughs> video. I gave it to, someone else offered to help me edit, and so I gave them the uh-huh. footage, and then they also didn't edit it. Like this is the problem, right? Until I'm taking in enough money where I can actually pay people, none of this stuff is ever going to happen. Like all those videos that I have just sitting around, I have no time to edit them, and no one's ever going to edit them unless I can pay them money. So. 
Well, no, no, I'm totally fine with it. I mean, there's probably other cool shit you got, but that one, no. I'm just glad you you edited and uploaded the Mortal Kombat one. That was yeah. the important <laughs> one, where I kicked your ass. Well, that just, <laughs> it shows you how comfortable I am in my masculinity, that I'm uh, perfectly fine with someone defeating me at Mortal Kombat on video. It doesn't... You know, I don't feel any shame. No, you're right. I think you're a better man than me because honestly, if that was me, I probably would have. I wouldn't have been as humble as you are, and I probably would be like, you know, I don't want to fucking upload. Or would have edited it to make it look like I won. That know? would have been really funny <laughs> if I did that because you kicked my ass. Like I don't even know how I would have edited that footage any other way because I think you beat me like fucking eleven to two or something. So like I don't even unless I just go like we only played two rounds. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, man, we only played twice. I don't know why. You just gave up after the second round. Um, <laughs> all right. Listen, I want to listen to some music now. Sure. And I would like to listen to this track by Star Madman. And it is uh, brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters, like Forged in Neon with the 2049. We got Joshua Winter with the 20. And uh, check it, man. This is a Star Madman with Always.
And that was always by Star Madman. And uh, that's a cool one. It was brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters like the Buchelman sisters, Rachel and Sarah, both in the 1985 club. And with a 1980, it's Zach with an X. And I'm back with Marco and Kyle, a.k.a. Cargo Cult Luau. Kyle likes to eat meat. He likes big steaks. All right, what's your favorite cut of steak then, mate? <laughs> I, I'm good with just a like a chuck round like i don't even care really like, the way i yeah the way i cook it like it huh. doesn't really matter man okay now you gotta tell me how you cook it then because you're obviously <laughs> doing something special i'm gonna tell you right now instant pot is the way to go yeah with everything no shit no grill or nothing no i mean i mean I, occasionally yeah i'll grill you know yeah. grill like it depends or on something pot. but yep yeah, cool. but predominantly i use the instant pot for almost everything and it's it's revolutionary man so pressure cooker for your kitchen it's supposed to be really good yeah i've never actually really had a good one but i've had friends and i've tasted the food and it's pretty fucking good wait is, is instant pot like a brand name yes but it's also i think just the general term instant pot should i get one of those then? <laughs> i'm just writing it you down should, I, well, should, I want to do things that are like easy like i like the idea just like set it and forget it fucking ron popeel style so like if i can just like throw some things in a thing and just press on and then there's a meal at some point that's my jam throw frozen meat into it and an hour or so later you're you're good to go like it's amazing yeah you don't even have to do anything with it right you just leave it in there i mean it's not hard yeah is it like doing like a pot roast thing though like where you like throw in like veggies and other shit yeah yeah you can do that too imagine it it's like a slow cooker but pressure cooker at the same time what does that, that even mean <laughs> what is a pressure cooker i've never fucking known that so imagine you have like a, a chamber a vessel that has a liquid in it and you seal it with something in it and then you heat that vessel like an incubator yeah well it's but you don't let the moisture escape it vaporizes inside there right and then just pressure from the heat forces the moisture in and around and the heat just cooks it really fast so it's sort of like incubating a steak <laughs> you could say that i did <laughs> so this is this is how i understand this now all right well then look i've just scribbled instant pot in my notes and i'll go check it out is this one of those stupid things though where i'm going to go online it's going to be like 799 dollars or something i only buy no, cheap things no, no, no. i only buy cheap no, no. things Mine, mine was under $100. Easy. Ooh. Jesus, that cheap? I didn't even know you... I thought yeah. I always thought they were a bit more than that. Wow. Well, I think you can get ones that are, like, crazy, that have a bunch of different crazy options, but mine, you just... It's yeah. just the pot, and it works. Yeah, my friend had one, and I forget the brand. It was, like, Swedish or German or something. I think it was German, and it had, like... You could do everything. You could, like, chop up yeah. your shit as well. You just hit a button. It's, like, a blender as well, and a chopper, and, a, like, all sorts of crazy shit. But this thing was, like, ridiculously expensive. It yeah. was like fucking two grand or some shit like that. I was like, what? But anyway, it was pretty no good. But I mean, yeah. that's the thing. Like, I never, I never like to accept the fact that like the more you pay, the better the thing is. Because it's always like, oh, you know, it's all about the brand recognition and stuff. But like, there are certain items where like, I mean, cameras is one of them where like, if there's any metric to know how good the thing is, it's just like, you know, the more expensive the video camera, just the better it is. Like, that's just the way that 
particular thing works. And I feel like that way for kitchen stuff too, because I always buy cheap things. And then if I go to someone's house and they have like a $400 blender, it's like, whatever, fuck. I buy like $27 blenders from like fucking Walmart and off Amazon and shit. And of course, they always break in a year and they make this fucking burning plastic smell and all this other shit. And then like when I used an expensive blender, it's like, oh, I see. (laughs) (laughs) You know, like this thing actually uh, is really fast and awesome. And like everything was nice and smooth. Yep. Smooth blender. That's my... (laughs) Smooth. We're having a good time today. Look, (laughs) I'm going to listen to... uh, Wait, no, it's your turn. It's my turn, mate. Don't try to jump jump the line there. Uh, Don't be like Florence, all right? Uh, All right. (laughs) Oh, she she messaged to say that uh, the story might be slightly different from her perspective, but... uh, I had a feeling, but I showed it... We were listening to it today because you just uploaded it. Yeah. And I, I was chilling and listening to it with my wife, Jazzy, and we were having a good laugh. So you got to hear this story. This is fucking hilarious. And it was. It was really funny. <laughs> yeah, so well, who knows? Maybe maybe uh, we'll have Florence on at some point. But since I don't know when this episode is going to air, I can't possibly tell you when that will be. But uh, anyways, play me some music. All right. Well, there is a new album out called Dodecahedron by Sequenza. A uh, bit of a tongue twister there. Um, it's really good stuff, actually. I had trouble picking just one track off it. It's available at future80s.bandcamp.com and the track I went for in the end was Emission Starlink featuring Heartbeat Hero. Awesome. And it's uh, brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters like Gene Creamer, Private Eye, Roar, Honeybeard, Mads Baron Christensen and we will never forget the immortal Chris Salialane and this is Sequenza with Mission Starlink featuring Heartbeat Hero.
And that was Sequenza with Mission Starlink featuring Heartbeat Hero. And that, of course, was uh, brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters. We're talking about Fraser Davidson and Albion Algorithm and Andrew Bennon and Barry007 and Krizak Hatterak in the $10 Club. And we're back with Marco and Kyle, a.k.a. Cargo Cult Luau. Uh, we're having a good time talking about pressure cooking and incubation of steak. So do you do all your cooking in that pressure cooker? No, not all of it, but a good, good portion of it. All right. Well, look, I'm going to look this up, and I'm going to get one myself. And if it sucks, I blame you. I'm okay with that. (laughs) (laughs) You have have that much faith in the pressure cooker that... uh, Yeah, just get the Instant Pot brand. You'll be good. Now, is it Instant Pot, or is it like Instapot? I believe it's Instapot. I'm trying to think of how it looks on the front. Do you believe there's a hyphen there? If you type into Google Google Insta... Mm-hmm. and pot you're gonna get the result you want yeah that is the result i want although <laughs> to be fair whenever i type in into google uh, the result i want is usually a nude photo of some lady so if i type in instapot hopefully that happens i actually think it, i think it might be instant pot actually instant that's probably yeah that's probably right yeah yeah i'm just google it i think it is <laughs> Did you, did you get any nudes <laughs> when you did it? Turn safe search off and type in Instant Pot and see if there's any naked pictures. <laughs> oh, jeez. There always is. If you turn safe search off oh, and yeah. search for anything and scroll down long enough, like you will find a topless photo of a lady. I don't even know how to do that. Is there a, How do you turn off safe? It's probably off. It's oh, no, like I think... Amateur. No, maybe it's it's off by default with Google. Yeah, yeah. it should be, because I, I have Googled some... Anyway, let's... <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say I've Googled some instant pots sure in my off. time. Well, listen, Kyle, mm. is there anything you wanted to talk about? Is there anything that you're sitting there like, man, why don't Marco and Andy talk about this thing? You mentioned cooking, and I you did say the word bear earlier, and it, for some reason, like triggered in my head. There is a Canadian, and we were talking about Canada, so it's obviously Canadian as well. I like it. You're, you're drawing all these connections. This is great. I am drawing connections because I kind of know about this. You actually, in the Toronto, Ontario area, have two local legends combined into, I guess, so one local legend. Is this about aliens? No. Mm. Bigfoot? You have... <laughs> Close. <laughs> you, you have the McNamara brothers living in Ontario right now. Two modern day martial arts, mixed martial arts legends. Oh, wait, are those the guys with the movie? Yes. That's weird. I Googled it all. I'm getting his landscaping service. <laughs> Twin dragons. Twin, Twin dra- dragon. Oh, yeah, of course. I know those guys. Yeah, you've probably seen these movies. The story of them is unreal. I've only seen clips. I've never watched them fully. They, they got mustaches, right? I, and one of them, yes. Maybe they do in both. I don't know. But but the story of these guys is unbelievable. And I've been fascinated with it for quite a while. They started like the first martial arts thing in Canada. Hey, I tell you what. Let's listen to a song. We'll, we'll tease this, right? <laughs> I want to try and turn this show into like, you know, good radio when we can like tease things out, you know, because it's time to listen to a song. So we'll say we got a cool track to listen to and then we're going to hear all about these McNamara twin dragons and Kyle's going to tell us the fascinating story. Is that cool? That's cool. All right. Well, then let's do it. This is a, uh, I want to listen to this track from Tronica. Uh, and it's uh, brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters in the $10 club, like Energon Cubes, Jacob Pringle, John Massari, Knight of Ducks, Kudzost, and Matthew Lister. And uh, this is Tronica with the best is yet to come.
And that was The Best Is Yet To Come by Tronica. And that uh, was brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters in the $10 Club like Monkey Magics and Poly Digital and Pud Nuts and Rama Branch. And uh, we're back here with Marco and Kyle, a.k.a. Cargo Cult Luau. And Kyle tells me that he has a fascinating tale to tell about Canadian legends, the McNamara brothers, that, uh, to be honest with you, I know nothing about. I know I don't know their story at all. Did I say I had a fascinating tale? Uh, no, I'm bigging this up. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it better be a fascinating tale. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay, pressure's on. Uh, <laughs> Pressure cooker. <laughs> yeah, so, so, but anyways, thinking about the bear, I remember reading an, an article about one of the guys that, worked with them on one of these movies, one of the actors. And the story was that he gave in this interview was that these guys went to town to get food from where they were filming on this little island or whatever. And on the way back, the McNamara brothers found a bear that was dying. So they let it die. I guess it had been hit by a car or something, right? So they let it die. They bring it on the pontoon, gut it, strip the meat. They get back to their campsite that night and they're cooking up what everyone thinks is beef stew and <laughs> it's not it's bear and, and they told them that after like thinking that it was beef stew they told I, I don't know if they told them it was beef stew and they're like ha ah, we found a dead bear and cooked it <laughs> wait they found like a roadkill bear like yes <laughs> roadkill bear in, only in Canada man mm. Can this happen? Jesus, I just started thinking about the, the little car that I'm like learning to drive in and if I hit a bear um, I would be dead, and I think the car would just be like this flattened little disc, and the bear would just probably just walk away and make some silly noise. Yeah, I, my car would not survive a bear at all. Well, you don't want to go near bears, man. You'll punch your head off. That's possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They got they got big, strong hands. They're called hands too. Hands, and they uh, they punch your head off. <laughs> they they just make a big bear fist. And- <laughs> I mean, the McNamara brothers, famous for eating bear stew. I wonder what that would even taste like. I've never had that kind of an animal. Like, I think I, I, I may have had an elk burger. Yeah, hey, I've had elk and venison and all that, but uh, yeah, never bear. I feel like every meat besides cow meat has this weird kind of taste to it. I think people say gamey, right? Is that the word they use? Yeah, that's what we say. Really? Have you had lamb before? Oh, lamb's crazy. Like, that one... That's different. Yes, lamb is different, for sure. It's fine. It's, it's like, it's good, but it also has this weird, almost like you're eating, like, a shoe or something. Like, it's just the weirdest taste. <laughs> I must choke on my drink. <laughs> Fucking shoe. <laughs> <laughs> Unless it's, like, baby lamb. Like, old lamb has, like, a weird, wet half-digested, like, lawn grass, weird flavor. lamb. But in a good way. It's not bad. Dude, tender lamb chops? Oh, my God. If they cook right, yeah. it's so good. Fucking uh, toss that lamb in the Instant Pot. That's what I say. That's my catchphrase. <laughs> That's sick, Andy. That's sick. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You went too far, you fucking weirdo. <laughs> well, how about this? I'll tell you what's not sick is listening to awesome music. Or no, I guess that is sick, but like the, the way the cool kids say it. Like, this is sick, bro. Check out this sick song that Marco's going to play. <laughs> I used to say that all the time, too, back when... Anyway, uh, that was a long time ago. <laughs> but I do have an awesome uh, track that just came out from uh, 
An artist I've only just discovered. His name's uh, Neon Mutiny. I don't know a heck of a lot about him, but it features some pretty cool artwork. Uh, absolutely love it. And the song's really good too. And it's called Europa Rising. Awesome. And it's brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters in the $10 Club. We're talking about Run the Skyway, Tristan Waits, and Watch Clark. And uh, this is Neon Mutiny with Europa Rising.
And that was Europa Rising by Neon Mutiny. And that uh, was brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters like Will Lowe, Gary Heather, Fuzzy Saber, and Jean-Christophe Leconte in the $10 Club. And I'm back with Marco, and I'm back with Kyle, a.k.a. Cargo Cult Lua. We're talking about lambs. We're talking about pressure cookers and twin dragons and bear stew. We're having a good time. I just realized now, when we were chatting back and forth, did I tell you to pick a song, Kyle? No, but I have one. Good. Perfect. Well, we'll we'll play that one next then. How about that? Andy, is this going to be released in October? Do you have any idea or not? Because I was going to ask him if he likes horror movies, being that it's October. But if it's not going to be released in October, then it's probably no fucking point. I don't know the answer to that. Well, I'm going to ask him anyway, so screw you. Because I know you don't like him, Andy. Yes, all right. Go ahead. Well, being that it's October when we record this, uh, do you like (laughs) horror movies by any chance, Kyle? Yes, I do, Marco. Thank you for asking. Whoa, all right. <laughs> the whole episode is always, oh, Marco, good question, Marco, good question. I ask, what about my fucking questions? Like, uh, what do you like to eat? <laughs> why Why am I the asshole here? I ask great questions. That's why you pay me the big bucks, Andy. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Your check's in the mail. Perpetually. <laughs> Uh, well, I mean, you got any favorites? I mean, what do you do? Like 80s horror movies? Any Anything particular? Yeah, no, I love 80s horror movies for sure. Yeah, they're so good. There's something about that era that's, I mean, even like seven, late 70s throughout the 80s that just something about that shit. I'm not really into that many new horror movies. I see a lot and I'm like, it's just cheesy shit. Even though the old stuff is, for some reason... I don't know. I'm biased or something. But there is something about those movies in that era. I know exactly how you feel. I don't know what it is either. I, it's I, you know, Andy talks about a lot, a lot about like practical effects, things like that. I think there's just mm. like a texture, like you say, to the way it was made. Well, what what are some of your faves? My my favorite horror movie. I, there's two of them: Demons and Demons Two. Yeah, hands down amazing. Dude, my wife just bought me a fucking Demons shirt, and she even got me the fucking mask from demons Amazing. and she got me a, a fucking third ticket you know for the movie ticket a, an authentic looking no yeah she's the best i mean i love that movie so much that is amazing. Yeah, De- Demons is... Phew. It's got a great score. It's it's shot so well. There's so many iconic scenes in it. I just love the whole premise of it. Uh, I love the dark ending. I mean, just everything. I love the bad voiceover acting. It's amazing. Some of the characters. Frank is just fucking awesome. Dude, <laughs> I, I want to be him so bad. Like, I, <laughs> right. I grew up... I grew up wanting to be like him, just so like over the top in your face. Obviously, I'm I'm not, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> wait, are demons like in this film? Are they like from hell, or are they just kind of monsters? That's a good question. Uh yeah, they don't dive that deep, I guess, into where they come from. I mean, if they're from hell, but not at all. The cool thing about these demons is they're not like zombies and that. They're really fast. So that's kind of unique for that 80s era. Plus, all they have to do is, like, scratch you. They got, like, these nails with, like, venom or some shit in it. And and they scratch you and then you become infected. So they're, like, really lethal, you know? Really scary. Is Demons 2 one of those sequels that actually follows from the first one? Or is it one of those, like, completely different things? Yeah, it's it's basically, like, the same thing. It's people stuck in an apartment building instead of a theater. It's actually got the same guy, that Frank guy. Is I was about to say, too. it's got the same <laughs> legend. I know. Even, it's even got a though couple he of the dies. same actors, I think. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. So even though he dies, like he Again. clearly comes back as a as a main character in this one too, which is amazing. <laughs> but no, they're both great for for different reasons. Like yeah. there's this point in time with movies where I think like nowadays 
everyone's really concerned with continuity and making things take place in the same universe and connections. And then you just think of so many of these like franchises in like the eighties where like it doesn't follow anything. I'm thinking of like Ghoulies no. and stuff where like part two just is like the origin of the Ghoulies is completely different. The puppets look different. You know, like none of the lead characters are there and it's but it's still called part two. Like I think with the fucking Ghoulies movies, like one of them the story is they come out of a comic book and the other one they're like raised <laughs> by some ritual and shit. So I just have never seen Demons, so I didn't know if it was one of those like part two happens and it's just just another movie called Demons. Well, I think they did the same thing with Return of the Living Dead part one and part two. They had two characters that are in it again and it's like, yeah. why are they even in it? Like, it's not, you know, but it, it was kind of cool and there's kind of a little bit of in-jokes as well uh, involved with the dialogue, but it was just, yeah, like you said, no continuity at all. It's just, they don't even explain it. It's like, here we go, same, same actors. Yeah. <laughs> I actually watched Ghoulies 1 not that long ago. Oh, nice. So this is fresh in my mind and I remember I remember seeing it as a kid. Now, this is like a PG movie. I'm watching it. I'm like, this is surprisingly like ritualistic and satanic. And it kind of blew me away that it was PG. But they get sillier because Ghoulies 2 is sillier. Yeah. And then Ghoulies 3, they're, I think, played by little people in that film and they're not puppets. And it's like no. got this really cartoony humor. Because I think there's one person who literally dies where they stick a plunger on their face and their face like stretches. Like it was like, <laughs> it was that stupid. That actually, Ghoulies 3 has a thing that we used to quote all the time because it was so dumb where like the security guard, they like toss a bomb at him and he's like holding like one of those like classic comedy bombs, like the big round circle with the fucking wick. Oh no. And he's like, it's a bomb. Oh, bomb. And then it like it blows up and then he's like got like his face covered in soot like a cartoon. I just remember like, what the fuck is this? movie and no it's a bomb Yeah. Hey, Kyle. Yes. You know, I tell everybody who comes on here that they can come play a song. Do you want to? Do you want to play a song? I would like to. Yes, that would be wonderful. Thank you. What do you got? I actually got one that's that I was thinking of from a few years ago. I've been listening to uh, Bart Graff's album "Go for Broke," nice. and I would like to hear "Dollar Bill Redo" or "Redux," depending on whether you're French or not French and pronouncing. I think. Do we say "Redux" in English? I think we do. I don't know. I think. <laughs> <laughs> Probably. It's an X you know, on the end. You know, <laughs> I love how just unimpressed with me you sound. <laughs> no, no, I'm not I am very impressed with you. I but I can just notice it sounds impressed with me. <laughs> yeah, Marco. Yeah, I mean it's amazingly impressive. But <laughs> But there is, so to explain, there is a song on the same album called Dollar Bill. The next song is called Dollar Bill Redux or Redo, however you want to say it. So it's a redo of that song. Perfect. Well, let's listen to it and then we'll uh, we'll keep chatting. So this is, uh, I'll say, what is this brought to you by? This is brought to you by my awesome Patreon supporters like IP68 and Jonathan Harden and Non Soloing Glaze and a Binkley and River Avenue, all cool people. And, uh, and this is Bart Graft with Dollar Bill Redux. <laughs>
And that was Dollar Bill Redux by Bart Graft. And uh, that's a cool song. And it was brought to you by cool people. You know, maybe I should fucking thank the PayPals here. Uh, oh, for people listening, the birthdays is going to just be a little weird for the rest of the year. Because as I intimated earlier on the show, I'm so confused with the schedule now that we're recording episodes and I have no idea when they're going to air. Which makes doing the birthdays really difficult for me so you know you'll get your shout out it's just it's gonna probably be like a month after your birthday <laughs> but listen the point is this half the people who listen to this show are like a month behind anyway so it doesn't look i'm trying to justify my my horrible job um i want to say uh thank you to my awesome paypals who uh support beyond synth by going to beyondsynth.com uh and clicking on the paypal button people like ross bruce the silver bruce alex lightspeed and uh uh, Aka and Brian West. Those are all the kings of the PayPal's for their awesome donations. Of course, Ross Bruce is the is the king of the PayPal, and then the other ones are like uh, the jesters, I guess, or whoever's second to the king. I don't know how monarchies work. Um, and I'm back with uh, with Marco and Kyle. We're talking about horror films. Kyle wanted to listen to Bart Graft, and that's your recap. Hey, um, have you seen The New York Ripper <laughs> by any chance? So here's the thing. I Yeah, I heard you guys talking about this, and mm-hmm. this is a movie that I saw many years ago that was like somebody took a VHS off of, I don't know, Cinemax or Showtime from ages ago. And I remember seeing that as a kid. Oh, no! Just, <laughs> what was that? What happened? You all right? No, that was a, that's a horrible film to see as a kid. Oh, <laughs> I thought you <laughs> a drink on your keyboard. Oh, no, or no, no, no. I was like, <laughs> like I mean, I, I know some people see some fucked up movies as kids, but like, I saw the kills from fucking New York Ripper, and like, I'm so glad I didn't see that as a child. Well, dude, okay, I watched so what all I say, that shit as a kid. Anyway, yep. When, when I say kid, I mean, I wasn't like, you know, eight. <laughs> I was 38. <laughs> I, was, I, was, I was a little bit older, so I would have been, I think, in middle school, like, so I was probably, you know, 13 14 15 okay. something something around that age but i i just remembered that i saw that movie and when i heard you guys talking about it, i was like i've seen that movie right. and i didn't remember the bizarreness of it because it is so on weird. prime or something like one of the channels that i get here like it has it on there and i i watched it and it was just like <laughs> what in the hell was this it's amazing let me it's just say amazing. it's amazing there's but nothing Jesus else like it. Jesus Christ. Yeah. No, it's so bizarre. And the, the quacking. The quacking, <laughs> I know. When I first saw it, I only saw it a couple of years ago. The first time I saw it, I was like, is this real? Or did they, like, fuck up the dub or something? Like, is that... And I'm right. like, that's meant to be there. <laughs> it is so crazy. I love the idea that we keep on talking about this movie on this show, because I was, like, so disgusted by the kills in that movie. Like, Dude, yeah. Because I haven't seen the rest of the film. So I'm sure when I do, like, all the rest of it's really funny and silly because of the dubs and stuff. I literally just watched a video on YouTube that was seven minutes of just women getting murdered. Jesus. And I was just like, what a fucking weird video yeah, I just watched. That's hard. And for some reason... No, you got to see the dialogue, hear the dialogue. It's it's just fucking amazing. It really is. Well, you know, like, YouTube, if you have a video that's, like, gory or something, you got to sign in. Mm-hmm. And I never sign in, so... I don't. I don't ever see like those sorts of videos. Like whenever it just says like blocked for your age, I'm like, all right, I don't bother watching it. And for some reason, that one wasn't. Wow. And like it was horrifying. I'm just like, this is like some lady got like a fucking 
knife to the face, like an exacto the blade. Eye, the knife, to, the blade to the eye. I mean, that was a brutal yeah, one. That I shot mean, like, yeah. I mean, obviously, it's a rubber head, but I mean, like, it's still, it still is just a disturbing <laughs> sequence. Who's the director of that? I find right. Is it Lucio Fulci? Is that? Yeah, that's correct. Yeah. Maybe that was one of his first, because that's an old movie. Or at least one of the first that like put him on the map. Isn't it though that he did maybe like the first in the states or something because it was filmed in the states? Because yeah, think- I think it might be the first in the states. He did a lot of movies in the seventies, but it, it, you might be right. Yeah. I think it's the one that put him on the map. Um, definitely, like it at least got a lot of attention. Yeah. yeah, but the ending is I don't want. I mean, I don't think Andy knows the ending, but it's just so morbid too. It's just like what the fuck. No, I do know the ending because that was part of the fucking video I watched. It was all the kills and then just the scene of the police officer like explaining his motive right after the scene where they shoot him in the head yeah. and the girl's waiting for the phone call that never comes it's like Jesus Christ yeah, yeah. so bad I actually think the perfect way Andy for you to actually watch that movie is to have someone copy it full like four by three full screen off of a terrible copy and then you can watch it on a CRT monitor. Oh, that sounds in a so dark gross. Room. The film is already so sleazy. What I saw, like just a, <laughs> getting it on a VHS tape, would just make it seem like I was watching like some weird snuff film or something. It just feels like the whole the whole thing yeah, just feels so a, gross to me. Not even a proper VHS. It would have to be like you know, no label on the top or one that had been scraped off, and then on the side, just like written in like you know, dirty pen. Ah, oh, but then that'd be so disappointing like if it wasn't porn. <laughs> like whenever you get a VHS tape that's blank like that. I mean, back in the eighties, it was always just like. Like, is it porn? Is it going to be porn? Please be porn, please. Well, you yeah. so. <laughs> oh, no, yeah. at that age, it would have been very exciting <laughs> if it was. Like, that was my experience with tapes with, like, labels ripped off and stuff. It was just, like, one of my buddies' dad, you know, like, <laughs> I got my dad's fucking porn tapes or whatever. And then, like, we'd watch porn from the 70s because that was the stuff that was on the satellite at the time. Which, you know, turns out to be kind of better. On the satellite? Yeah, like, if you had, like, in the satellite porn channels, you know, like, Spice and what was the other one? Uh, and they, they would show You're like talking oh, way back yeah they'd show like old 70s movies and stuff because even though it was like the 90s they would still show old things from the 70s and 80s so that's what they used to do and as a kid that was very exciting to me uh, <laughs> we all had that experience of watching VHS's of pornos from somebody's dad right like you like, yeah, I when know, I grew up I, on it's the street funny to me we, like, somebody's we, dad it's always yeah. funny yeah. <laughs> and like I always loved just how the dads I don't know if they knew or didn't know that's what gets me too because like i will never have that experience with my kids because i don't have stuff because like that's just not the way things work anymore and so there's nothing to find right like you don't need the tapes no and it was always funny to me that they would always find their dad's stash of like magazines and stuff and they would always and we never thought anything of it right i always thought it was so funny now that i think about it now going like so your dad literally had a box of porn under like the bed that your dad and mom sleep in like and that's and like none of us question why that was weird shouldn't you have like another place for that like somewhere else like a closet somewhere or like dad's fucking study room or something you know what i mean like it's just funny that it was just under the bed behind a lock and key maybe yes that, i mean that's what i would do i'm just like i don't want people finding my stuff because then they know how weird you are except to be fair things are just sort of weirder now because everything's so niche like back in the day it was just it was just like your dad has a stack of penthouse or something you know what i mean it's not like your dad had like a stack of fucking women dressed as wizards or some whatever the fuck people are into now i don't know hey man it doesn't, it doesn't sound too bad yeah <laughs> 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 Talking about wizards now, come on. <laughs> 
Anyway, we got to listen to his song. Uh, whose pick? Is it yours or mine? I can't uh, it's yours now. Actually, we can probably fucking wind down because we've been recording for... Uh, yeah, I feel like... I, I, Carl's an interesting guy. I feel like I could talk to him for ages, but yeah, we should, probably should wind down a bit. Yeah, because, you know, like, we got to... Hey, man, if these episodes were, like, four hours long, I wouldn't even be able to edit them in time. Are, are we friends on Facebook, Kyle? You're on Facebook, right? I Well, I was on Facebook. I'm not anymore. Ah, God damn it. That's, like, the only thing I'm on. Oh, well. Yeah, um, we can get together though somehow. Yeah, no yeah, I would like to talk more horror movies with you, mate. To be honest, <laughs> of course. <laughs> Why is no one interested in what I want to talk about? <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> we're, we're gonna start start our own show, Beyond Horror. Yeah, Marco. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, Marco. Yeah, play me a track. Uh, I've got an awesome Italo track that just came out this week. It's actually by We Love Dolce Vita. It's called Relax and Enjoy. It is uh, on the up-and-coming, I believe it's a four-track EP vinyl that's coming out, and uh, that's due for release on October 24th, and uh, it, it's going to be really good. Anyway, I love this Italo track. This is uh, just absolutely awesome stuff. The actual tracks are like, when he has his artist name, it says WLDV, mm-hmm. but like, is that we, we got to say it the long way? Is that how it's done? Well, that's what it is. It's the initials, and it sounds like, it sounds like we're smart when you say it the full because people are like, oh, is that what it stands for? Wow. <laughs> it's like the time with a walk in the woods. Everyone's like, what? Yeah. You know, like. <laughs> All right, cool. Well, look, it's uh, it's brought to you by my awesome PayPal's. People like Austin Whetstone and Jimmy Groon, the Rosconian, Brandon Morin, and Digital Dreams. And this is We Love Dolce Vita with Relax and Enjoy.
делом удобно, мы рады видеть вас. Садитесь, делом удобно, мы рады видеть вас. Садитесь, делом удобно. And that was Relax and Enjoy by WLDV, which stands for We Love Dolce Vita. And uh, that's a cool song, man. And that's like our last song of the day. And we're going to wind down. I would say that was brought to you by my awesome uh, PayPals. Awesome people like Dan Williams and Russell Nyes and Timothy Warwick and Jersey and Michael Sackey. You guys are all awesome. Thank you for supporting the show. And uh, I'm back here with Marco and Kyle, a.k.a. Cargo Cult Lou who is also an amazing Beyond Synth supporter. He's a cool guy. He was on the show before with a different alias. And, uh, yes. Yeah. No, I was just going to say thanks for your support, Kyle. Um, really appreciate it, yeah, mate. And it's nice having you on the show, too, to have a chat with you. I, I will say I I do really like the name of that last artist. It's really cool. cool. Well, I like it more. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to make this a competition now. <laughs> but, <laughs> uh, I, I just think it's a it's really interesting, cool name. Hey, man, I think yeah, you're a cool name. Thank you. How about that? <laughs> Listen, we we gotta we gotta wind down here and say goodbye. But is there anything you want to say before we go? Have you seen the void from 2016, Kyle? The vo- <laughs> <laughs> That's you know what? No, I, that is one I haven't seen. Dude, you gotta see it. It's got all original. I mean, I'm sure you know all original practical effects. You got to check it out, man. I think it's free on Tubi or something right now. I'm pretty sure. Oh, perfect. What movie? Perfect. The Void from 2016. Sorry. All right. You can edit that out. This last question. That was all I had. Sorry. Well, I like the idea of practical effects. You know what I'd like to see? What's that? A new werewolf movie that's like good. Yeah. It's actually yeah. decent. I haven't done a good one in ages, right? Here's what I would like to see someone do. A practical werewolf transformation where you use CGI to blend... Because, you know, like in the old movies, right, you got to keep cutting away and then cutting back to the the next stage of the transformation because each stage is like basically a different Mm -hmm. prop. And like, you know, we'll do a close up of the hand bubbling and then we'll do the guy's like shoulders snapping. And then you got the scene where the face stretches and it'd be cool to have all the transformation stuff be real and practical, but you do it in one shot. And so when you switch between the different rubber heads of the different phases of the transformation, you just use CGI just to blend and morph like the two phases, but then it's all still practical. And then you have a guy transform into a wolf, but you never cut away and make it like fucking five minutes long. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Just like the one in The Howling. Where, like, the lady just stands there and he just fucking just keeps transforming and it takes, like, ten hours. And, like, but it's, like, I, that's what I want to see. I agree. Fully agree. Yeah, they could. Or, or like, the one from the Werewolf in London, you know, they could do that yeah. without having to cut away. Yeah, because that was a pretty cool scene, but they could just do all that all in one shot, right? I mean... Yeah, because the CGI transformations in modern werewolf movies just does not do it for me. <laughs> uh, it killed it for me. What, what killed it for me was American Werewolf in Paris. Yeah. And it was like, ah, oh, it could have been so good. But the werewolf effects were just not there. Yeah, I was watching clips of that one day, and I was like, oh, because I always hear people talk about how bad it is, and then I saw the clips, I'm like, oh, no. Like, this is, <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. much worse than I was anticipating. You know what? Good effects would have saved it, yeah. I'll say this. I liked, I kind of liked, the movies are silly, but you know the ones with the vampires and the and the werewolves fighting each other, the uh, Underworld? Underworld, yeah, yeah. The first Underworld movie, I kind of like, even though they were CGI werewolf transformations, they did it in this way where it was kind of like chunky. The animation of the way that they would morph would be like, like it wasn't like smooth. Mm-hmm. 
and I actually kind of liked it, like the way that it looked. They, and it didn't do that in the sequels; like they they changed the way they did the effect. But there was just something so like weird about it. It ha- added like a little bit of like a not paranormal, but there was like a oddness to the movement. Yeah, I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I thought it looked cool. I mean, like they they dropped it for the sequels. They gradually went downhill. Those sequels, like they really did. They could just dropped off more. The original was good, but they. Yeah, it just dropped off. It felt like it got more and more B-grade, too, as it went along or something. Yeah, like, it's a fun idea. I don't know, I'm just past this point now where I kind of get bored when... Or not bored, but, like, when movies are too stylized, it just takes me out of the movie now. You know, like, where every movie has to have, like, some crazy, like, uh, color filter on it, and you can tell everything's been processed just so much in, in in, like, the computer afterwards, where, like, everyone's eyes are, like, really bright and vibrant colors and the lights are all very cgi and everything and i just i don't know when i go back and just watch a lot of my favorite movies before all the cgi color grading like it's kind of everything just sort of looked more natural i agree with you a lot of horror movies do that now it's just it's all like it all looks gray or it all and and i get it they're going for like a drab dramatic depressing effect or whatever it is but it's like it it just doesn't look real just fucking just film it normally you don't always have to do that i don't know it was just so much more fun when they first discovered the cgi color grading because then it would make certain movies feel unique yeah when it'd be like oh this movie's really blue and this movie's really green and stuff and now like the matrix or something it's like every movie like every horror film is fucking sepia tone yeah they're all like that it's boring that's true man yeah but the point is this here's the real point we're saying goodbye now so kyle you're a cool guy thank you so much for uh supporting the show for people if you want uh, an even more detailed background <laughs> into kyle's job you listen to the episode where he used to be called Newmark, and i asked a lot of uh, silly questions about incubation hopefully i didn't retread some old ground with my brain that doesn't remember things but i think we did good man i think we did a good thing today <laughs> this is a humanitarian podcast i agree thank you so much and uh and you have a lovely day and marco we'll keep asking the good questions and uh we'll see you guys next time (laughs) (laughs) all right and for everybody else in uh in listener land i hope you enjoyed the show tune in next time to beyond synth it's the best synthwave chat show there is all right good job awesome i I enjoyed that that was fun did you actually get to say goodbye kyle i just realized did did i get you to say a goodbye i i think i said thank you to you which is goodbye enough i'm sure right okay <laughs> Just make it shake. I thanked you. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's fine. <laughs> <laughs>